Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is the one and only Danny with Danny K Gym Wellness out of Westminster, Maryland. Danny, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your day and, you know, this uh, manic Monday or maybe not so manic for some of us. Um, but yeah, so I'll go ahead and open up to you. Just go ahead and give our listeners a little bit about who you are, your experiences, your passions, and what ultimately led you to your facility. So I had the gym for coming up on 11 years. So like July will be 11 years been in the fitness industry for 31, 32 years, um, got started, you know, I guess 32, 33 years ago um, within uh, because of um, anorexia and bulimia. So that's kind of like what broke me into, you know, like I was I was really struggling with anorexia and bulimia and um, I sought out a uh, nutritionist and it was a bodybuilding nutritionist at the time. And you know, I would I would travel an hour down, like once a week, travel an hour down um, just to get my body fat tested, you know, for like five minutes and drive an hour back. So um, but, you know, it was it was something that I was committed to doing because I, I needed to make that change. So within, you know, 10 weeks with proper nutrition and, you know, the proper way of working out because what what I was doing was you know, maybe 900 calories a day no protein. I didn't know. I knew nothing about protein. I knew nothing about any of that. Um, you know, vegetables and um, fruits, right? I'm going to lose weight, right? I'm going to, you know, keep my everything controlled with with just that, right? And then every time I did eat, I exercised for like three hours. So um, it was it was crazy. And I was, you know, I was passing out and I was, you know, not feeling good. And, and, you know, it was, I knew it was a problem. So sought out a nutritionist and he told me I was going to eat more exercise less and I was going to lose the body fat that I wanted. Now I wasn't overweight per se, but you know, I'm five foot. um, You know, I had that stubborn belly fat that I wanted to get rid of. And, you know, we all know we can't, well, some of us know we can't spot reduce. So, you know, and, and it's, it's from, you know, nutrition, proper nutrition is going to help you get that belly gone. Um, and I had no clue about anything. So one of his uh, questions that he asked me was, you know, who's the fattest people in the world? And I'm thinking, I don't know, Eskimos or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, who are the fattest people, right? Like, I, I, I don't know, like Eskimos, because they need all that blubber, the fat, you know, to stay warm. And he says anorexics. Um, and reason being, you know, when your body is lacking nutrition, it eats the muscle and stores it as fat. So, you know, back in the day, Karen Carpenter, who, you know, some like some of us older people know who Karen Carpenter is, some of the younger people don't, Um, but she died of a heart attack. But basically she, you know, anorexia ate all of her muscle left. The the heart was the last muscle, you know, to kind of veg off of. So um, so I was like, okay, well, you know, I had to break that habit of, you know, eating little right and exercising, you know, a crap ton. And uh, trust him. And that was the hardest thing with anorexia, bulimia. You know, the hardest thing is to trust someone um, for, with, with that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I said, well, um, what's your address? Um, because when you make me fat, I'm going to sue you. So, 
So he slid his address over across the desk. And, you know, so every week I went down, I, I did this for 10 weeks. It was a you know 10 week program that he had me on. So, and like I said, I was five foot, I was only 105, 100, 105 pounds, but my, my body fat was like 26, 27. And within 10 weeks, I went down to, um, you know, six, 6% body fat. I was like 99 pounds, but I was way too thin. So we, we've readjusted you know, and got my weight up a little bit more and, you know, got me to like a, a healthy weight. Um, but um, through proper nutrition and the proper way of working out, like that showed me how I transfer my body. And so that inspired me to, you know, become a nutritionist, become a personal trainer. And, you know, that the rest is history, right? So like, you know, I've, I've uh, worked at a couple of gyms, um, uh, up here locally for the past 30, well, I guess 20 some years. Um, and then, you know, like I said, had, had my gym, July will be 11 years. So went from working in someone else's gym to owning my own. And, um, you know, I, I always, I always say, you know, you, you have to love, uh, and embrace all your trials and tribulations because that's ma- that makes you who you are. And if it wasn't for my anorexia, my bulimia, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, you know, where I'm at. I wouldn't be Danny Kay. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have what I have now. So I'm, I'm blessed with my uh, trials and, uh, you know, grateful that I learned from them and was able to, you know, make something sore from it. Yeah, no, I love that. Absolutely. Kudos to, you know, your, your struggles and then also successes from that. You know, right. it's oftentimes, you know, other gym owners I speak to and just, you know, successful or not you know average people it doesn't it not you know whatever that means to the to the person listening it's the, the the most developed people sometimes come from the hardest times whether it's in your case you know bulimia anorexia things like that or somebody who's down in the streets with drug dealers and you know whatever the case is but yep, exactly hard whatever that hard is like david goggin says you know that hard you're going to develop so you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah i love david goggins <laughs> i'm actually going to be getting the cookie jar, like uh, my, my impression uh, of the cookie jar, like I, and, and, you know, last couple of days I've been, you know, mentally and emotionally struggling with some things, um, but we're going to stay upbeat. But anyway, so, but the cookie, I'm getting a cookie jar tattooed on my arm because I absolutely love David Goggins and I absolutely love that cookie jar um, mentality that goes mm-hmm. through my mind every time I hit a struggle. I just know what it was. There's something about me that was like, she definitely knows who David Goggins is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, he talks about hard and his heart was significantly more than probably a lot of people, but he also chose to go through that to get where he is now. Yeah. Right. He struggled with, you know, abusive from his father and being overweight and all the, you know, all the stuff that he says. And it's like, if you correlate that down to just any old person that's out here, whether it's in, you know, the, the streets of downtown Chicago or, you know, um, you Cleveland Heights in Ohio, and you know, this it's you, if you have the willpower to get out of that, something great is going to come from that because you won't go back down that hole again. Right. So, yeah, so a lot of that kudos to you, especially for, you know, overcoming all that and turning into a, a big positive success for, you know, what I, yeah. what I see in front of me. So, yeah, thank you. Um, absolutely. So Danny, you know, with that being said, obviously we know about, you know, uh, right around 2,400 square foot. Does that sound about right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, between 175, 185-ish members, COVID obviously took a hurdle on a lot of people in, in the fitness industry. So, um, you know, some some say to be expected, depending on, you know, 
Um, but with that being said, you know, kind of give our listeners a little bit of like your, we'll quote unquote say elevator pitch or instructional speech where if somebody comes to you, new person, found you on whatever, X, Y, and Z, what all services do you offer? And then how would you initiate that consultation as far as are they a good fit for you or are you a good fit for them? So, uh, like I said, 24 seven gym, um, and, uh, you get like a little five, you know, a little code to, to, to get in. So I don't have the key fob cause I don't know how many times I've gone to gyms, you know, I've, I've been members of gyms or whatever, and you had the key fob and you left it at home. And you're like, Oh, can't get in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. you, all you got to do is just remember, remember a code, um, and, put um, put, put in your phone. Right. Um, so 24 seven, um, I have, you know, it's a full service gym. Um, I have one-on-one personal training. I have group training. Um, I have classes, um, Koga, uh, which is kickboxing and yoga fused. Then I have boxing and, um, you know, so I have two instructors. I have five, I think five personal trainers, uh, under me, you know, training here at the, at my gym. Um, what else? Oh, nutrition. Um, so proper nutrition, because it's like I am a stickler for proper nutrition. I don't like the the fad diets that people go on. And, you know, it, it's crazy. You're throwing your metabolism into a tizzy and you're going to come back to me anyway and want that. So, you know, um, but yeah, so we do. I, I sit down and do, a, um, you know, a consultation, um, figure out like what program, obviously listen to that person. I don't know how many gyms I've been at where they just, they don't want to listen to the person that they want to tell the person what they need. I want to hear what the person, you know, struggles with, what the person, um, you know, wants and, and, you know, what they think um, is what they need or want. And then, you know, go from there, figure out what their mentality is. Like, especially when women come to me and say, I need to lose 60 pounds. Well, I look at, you know, maybe, maybe 25, like, I don't know where the 60 pounds is, you know what I mean? Or, or just, you know, just kind of gather where their brain is by asking them, okay, so you, you're, the scale is important. We obviously want to see what the scale is doing. We want the scale to go in the right direction, but let's say you're saying 60 pounds, but within working out, eating proper, we're increasing some lean tissue. What if we, you know, lose 40 pounds and you look like you've lost 60 pounds? Is that okay? Like, yes, absolutely. Okay. So now I know where their mindset is, right? Um, because if you're going to be fixated on that scale, we're going to have an issue. You know what I mean? Like uh, knowing that from anorexia and bulimia, you're fixated on that scale, no matter what you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going to, we're going to have a problem. So figure that out, figure out where the mentality is. Um, and I know that I have a program that fits, you know, whatever, whatever they're trying to do. Um, you know, like I said, 32 almost 32 years in the industry. Um, I've, I've pretty much seen it all done it all. And, and I've helped, you know, everybody that really wants to stay committed, you know, to it. And, and, you know, it, like I always say, you know, like at least give me three months. So a lot of my programs are set up for three months. So it's like the first month is habit. The second month is commitment. And the third month is lifestyle, you know? So, you know, if you can make it to the third month, you know, and, and doing everything and, and going through your ups and downs, because you're, you're going to gain weight through that, you know, whether it's a pound or whatever, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to lose, you're going to gain, you're going to lose, you know, because you're, 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 no one does everything to the T perfectly, you know, um, and, you know, you're going to see those struggles and you're going to, you know, learn like each week, you know, we're going to assess, you know, 
what how that week went. You know, if it went great, great. If it, you know, if you gained a pound or you didn't lose anything, we're going to assess what you did. We, you know, was there a birthday? Was there, you know, just stuff that happened that you could make? Do? So all of that stuff, you know, we talk about like in the consultation just to make sure that they, you know, they have their head on right and know what direction, you know, I'm going to take them, you know, and how we're going to, you know, handle everything. Absolutely. <clears throat> Nail on the head. It's like, you know, oftentimes I find when talking to, you know, whether it's gym owners or personal trainers or, you know, somebody that's had experience with nutrition and dieting and proper, you know, calories in versus calories out. And then what those calories look like. It's the fact that maybe it could be forgotten sometimes depending on who the trainer is and who the person is doing the, the, the counseling and whatnot, but you're going to fluctuate weight daily, whether it's most of the time it's water weight. You know, you're going to fluctuate maybe three to five pounds a day, maybe two to three pounds. Right. You don't drink enough water. Guess what? You know, it's there. There's there's like common little things where people are like, oh, man, like I did this, this, and this. Well, what about that? Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense now. And then even like with weighing in, um, you know, I always tell them, like, let's pick a specific day, not every single day weighing in. You're 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 going to like mess with your mind. Crazy. So it's like usually it's, you know. I like to try and get people to do a weigh-in and you know fi uh, Friday in the morning, mm -hmm. you know. So it's you're you've been consistent all week. The weekend we're gonna screw up a little bit, you know. So don't wait, don't weigh yourself after a, a weekend of messing up on Monday morning. Like you're just you're gonna you're gonna be upset, right? Yeah. So wait till everything is consistent again on Friday. So and then you know once once a week every Friday morning at nine a.m. Same clothes, same you know food intake in like whatever it might be, right? So there's consistency and not that fluctuation, you know, because every single day you are going to, you, you know, there's, right. there's a possibility of fluctu fluctuate, fluctuating. Right. And I don't remember who said this, but moving on from that is the most successful people in life are the most predictable because they have routine. They have yeah. Get up, X, <laughs> Y, and Z. Yes, I I am complete routine. When my routine gets messed up, oh my god, I'm a bear. Yeah, I'm like I need I need routine. I need, and then everybody asked me if I was military. I'm like, nope, because I don't like anybody telling me what to do. <laughs> That's why I'm in my position. I tell, I tell you what to, what to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I tell myself what to do, and I tell you what to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, love that. Uh, so let's let's dabble into this Danny K gym um, or wellness. Um, you know, what's kind of like, you know, COVID hit, went, took a step back, yada, yada, yada. What for you is like the next step? What's the goal that you're focused on right now? The next like 12 to 18 months. So definitely trying to get the, the members back up um, before, you know, what, it, what, what, where we, what, what happened, you know? Um, and, um, you know, taking on, you know, I've taken on like I guess, four new trainers. So I've, I've always had my, my one, um, but, um, you know, so taking on four new trainers, you know, my goal is to get them, you know, at least right off the bat, like, uh, at least two to three clients a month. That should be, that should be easy. Right. Mm -hmm. And then help them build that from there. Um, so, um, and then also, you know, I, I started and created, uh, Danny K mobile where, you know, another reason why I brought on trainers to, to go to people's houses and stuff. Um, so I've, I've, built a, a program, a duplicatable program around that. Um, and, um, you, you know, so um, I would like to, you know, get at least, you know, two, three, five, you know, in-home clients 
for each one of my trainers on that. So, you know, really trying to build them out. Um, I, I'm pretty much, you know, kind of locked in most, most days, um, you know, except for, you know, vacations or holidays or something yeah. like that, where people want to take off or they, they've, they've, they've done whatever they're doing. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, pretty much every single hour of my day is, you know, filled with, with training and I, I can't make it, I can't do anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's only so many five o'clocks in a day, you know? So if, if, if I've got three, three people that want five o'clock training, I can take one, but I have to give them off to, you know, my trainers. And, you know, in, in this area, um, you know, I'm pretty, pretty well known. I'm pretty, you know, my reputation is, is, um, you know, pretty, pretty high, not trying to be arrogant or cocky, but, um, I'm pretty well known in this area. So if I have them at my gym, most of the time people, you know, when they come to my gym, they want to train with me, but if they can't train with me, they feel safe and confident and comfortable knowing that I've put the trainers that I have in place here through the Danny K approval kind of thing, you know, so they are, you know, they're, they're up to, up to speed, up to par with that. So, yeah, you know, and I can't expand, um, actually before COVID me and, uh, uh, John Koga and myself were trying to, um, do uh, franchises with the Danny K Koga, um, um, ideal. And of course, you know, COVID hit. So it kind of set me, set me back a little bit. Um, so it's still something I want to do, but that's, that's not on the immediate list, right? That's the, the further down goal. Um, yeah. but right now, you know, since I, I have taken on those trainers, you know, I want to get their, get their, um, book, you know, schedule booked up and, um, you know, get some, get some more, uh, in-home clients, you know, as well. Yeah. So with, <clears throat> that's amazing, by the way, I've never heard of that, that, that mobile yeah. Obviously, there's mobile trainers that go just like in home, like right, yeah, contracting or what, however it's you know facilitated out with you. Do your trainers are they like? Do you have these are my mobile trainers only, or do you have trainers that are in the gym part of the day? They go two, three, four, maybe five, ten miles, whatever, and then they go back and forth. How does the, like that mobile training kind of work? Yeah, so most of them, you know, are, you know, equipped to do both in gym and, um, you know, and the mobile. So right now they're not completely booked in either way, in, in either area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they can do, you know, a couple of, you know, a couple of trainers here. So they can, you know, we can kind of like schedule them out. So if they have, you know, a client here at, you know, 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. and they have an in-home client at 12, well, obviously they can't have it at 12. So we would schedule that at one. Um, to, you know, give them travel time or whatever. So they would, you know, do that client at one, you know, maybe they have another client, you know, in home that they would travel to and then evening time, they would come back here. So, you know, their, their schedules, um, the, the, the trainers that I do have, their schedules are, you know, flux. Um, so flexible. So, you know, they're, it, we're able to schedule in gym and, you know, right now the, the trainers that I have are, are, you know, both. Yeah. Might come a time, might come a time where these are going to be just gym trainers and these are going to be in-home trainers that we, you know, give me that problem. I would love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, maybe I got this group of people here, you know, paid mileage, whatever, you know, again, at the time. Um, yeah. Maybe one day, right? Yeah. Right. Kudos. Um, so, you know, one thing that comes to my mind, you know, with, as far as like, you know, leads coming into your facility, obviously you ton of experience you've been in it for a while now the industry and you know your facility and everything you know with your training it sounds like you know you're you're pretty much booked 
you know, hour to hour with, you know, clients and or things that need to be done, you know, and then your goal is to try to get your, your coaches or your, you know, trainers, clients right now, how are leads getting into your door and who's, you know, kind of facilitating the consultation? Is, is it you on like free time? Do you have like the front desk attendants that are like trained up to a T like walk us through that process and that strategy? Yeah, so uh, before before COVID, I was using a, a lead process guy, which he was amazing and did amazing. At this point in time, um, gotta you know do do go get, go back to just word of mouth. Um, you know, again, like I said, I'm I'm very well known in this area. So like when somebody's on, you know, so social media is like the big hit, right? So I'm not really running any ads. Um, but, um, you know, when someone is posting, you know, need a personal trainer, need a gym, you know, Danny K, Danny Knight, Danny K, Danny K, Danny K, gym wellness, like it's constantly, you know, flowing out there. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for all the people that, you know, kind of keep up on that type of social media, because I can't always I can't always see it and be there, you know, and stuff. So when they tag me in it, you know, I'm I'm, you know, very um, um up on you know the 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 tags and stuff and try and be very um uh i don't know what the what the word i'm looking for but um you know right right to them you know what i mean like like i get right right to them because i'm constantly i'm constantly on my you know on my phone if i see a notification i'm like okay i gotta get back to that you know um it very very important to me to to be in touch at all times as much as i possibly can um and, um, you know, so right now, you know, the leads are just coming in through word of mouth or, you know, or social media and, um, you know, and then of course, you know, trying to, you know, utilize, utilize the trainers, you know, you have to, you have to post on, on social media and whoever comes in, you know, even just as a member, if they're not even coming in as a trainer, but if, or as, as a client, if they're coming in for the member, uh, for the membership, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, giving them a little bit of a finder fee kind of thing too. So, you know, kind of, you know, trying to, um, uh, incentivize, you know, them as well. Um, I've done it in the past where all I did was I had like two or three, you know, two or three trainers, but I was spending my time making amazing posts for them. And, you know, I'm like, nah, you got to show me that you're going to be working. You got to show me that you're, you making, you're, you're, you're making an attempt to make these posts. I'll share them. So, you know, I need to see, I need to see your work and how you're doing it. Um, but, you know, like I said, when, when um, the consultations come through, um, you know, I'll either do them or if, if I can't, um, I will, you know, give it to one of my trainers, you know, whoever I think is after listening to that person, you know, they, oh, okay, well, you know, Brittany's going to be a better fit or Mike's going to be a better fit or whatever. And then, you know, have them set the consultation up with them. Um, so I, we've, we've done it both ways. So they've done the consultation. I've done the consultation and mm -hmm. said, you know what, Lisa's going to be your best person. So, you know, here you go. Kind of thing. Got it. Um, so with your, you know, day, going on you, do you find like do you have the time to be able to step away and do consultations throughout the day or is that more of like you know it has to get pushed off to you know a, a, another person or another coach or is is there's flexibility on that um there's flexibility like I, I guess most of the time I would like to do the consultation myself because it's <laughs> my reputation my name's on the door yeah. Not saying that my trainers can't do it because they can or they wouldn't be here, um, but I like to, 
you know, kind of be, you know, like the, the overseer of it and kind of hear what they, what they have, what they want, what they need, and then <clears throat> place them with the correct trainer, you know, that's, that, that, that fits their need or their personality or, you know, their, their, their kind of thing, you know? So it's like, if they're, if they're wanting a, a woman, I'm not going to place them with, you know, with Mike, you know, or Ryan, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I don't want them to do a consultation with a guy if they're not wanting a guy, because then that would, you know, turn them off as well. So, you know, I, I would like to do that. I, I always like to try and do the consultation um, unless we've already been back and forth you know, like sometimes we're back and forth, like in messenger or texting or, you know, or they might just call me, you know, um, and then, you know, then at that point, listening to to their needs and their goals, I might say, you know what, let's set you up with, you know, Brittany or Anna or Lisa, or whatever, to do a consultation with them and roll it, you know. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like I like my closing rate. So, you know, it's all about it's all about do it me doing the consultation mostly and then it, you know fitting it with the with the right person but I, I i make time i'll schedule out time for that yeah absolutely um you know we touched a lot on like the pt training type of thing you know walk me through kind of like the group classes you know with wanting to build out your trainers and you know obviously you know get back to pre-covid numbers and things like that you know where do you feel right now in your your process your facility is going to be the biggest maximizer or generator to be able to a bring revenue up and then you know build 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 that membership base back up is it is it getting people more in like group classes uh is it a combination of all the things you know um is your open gym kind of like membership base is that you know a solid point or could could there be things that could flux in between so really, honestly, like um, a combination of everything. So, you know, I, our uh, boxing numbers are up. Koga numbers are down a little bit um, just because it's this time of the year and people are trying to, you know, they've, they've got certain things with work that are their works are busy, you know. So hmm. when, when their works, you know, kind of die off, then, then the Koga, you know, the group hits, hits a lot better. Um, but um yeah a combination like you know what's going to bring more revenue like basically what i what i really really want is you know getting the um you know my trainers you know up to par getting them one what they need you know plus getting them what they need is going to give me what i need and that would be less work <laughs> you know what i mean like you know what i mean like i i've i've been doing this enough and um i'm really busting i bust my ass and it's I'm, I'm, I'm working all the time. You know, I've got the gym, I've got the training, I've got the, the Danny K mobile, I've got my, my supplement company, you know, um, I've, you know, I'm, I'm a landlord, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I'm like everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, okay, somebody else needs to work to make me some money, <laughs> you know, and do it all on your own. Yeah. Right. You know, so, and, and like I said, we can't, we can't expand this facility um you know like building wise so we can expand it through more trainers you know getting getting them booked up to where i'm booked up you know and getting getting the classes you know booked up um most of the time they are um you know, like i said like right now is a lot of our, our regular koga um people are um, busy at their work around this time so once that kind of you know goes out then then the the koga, koga numbers will be up but 
Yeah, so it's pretty much a combination. You know, I definitely would like to have just more more members, you know, get the membership up, yeah. um, get the training up, not just, you know, not for me, because like I'm I'm you know, I, I can't exactly. do much more than what I'm already doing. So how do you get more training money? You bring on more clients, you know, to or I'm sorry, more trainers to get clients, you know, that that um, you know, brings brings in some revenue, not just for not just for me, but for them as well. Like I want to, I'm doing it for them, like trying to book them up to, uh, you know, get them up to par um, and, um, you know, where they financially want and, and need to be and see themselves, you know, wanting and needing to be, uh, which then in turn, you know, if they're working and happy, then I'm, I'm making some money off of that too. So, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, that they, they bring in money, you're getting money off of it. It's, right. a, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. And obviously, the more people you see, the more people you can help and heal and right. all the good things that come with it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, Danny. So a couple last questions here, just for time purposes. You know, one thing that stood out to me is, you know, you you, you know, obviously want to work a little less at some point. You know, you're a big <laughs> girl, you know, you're doing all the things. You got so many other things going on. You know, what would what would need to happen for you to be able to achieve that? you know, maybe that little extra time where you can put the responsibilities on a couple other people where it gives you a little more time to focus on the other things over here. What would need to happen? I just, I, I mean, I guess just getting them, you know, booked up to where I, I can take a little, and it's not really, I want to take time off. I'm just, you know, it, it's how, how do you, how do you increase, how do you increase your, 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 your finances, your income, um, if every hour is already booked, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to have somebody else working those hours too, that, you know, get, get you, get you uh, more money, that kind of thing. Um, but, um, you know, and just to be a little bit more, you know, financially, you know, set because, you know, as, as a business owner, you don't have a 401k, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, everything is on your shoulders. Right. So, you know, it's, it's I don't get a vacation. I don't get a paid vacation. I have to take a vacation, mm-hmm. meaning I have to, bust my butt the week prior and the week after to fit every, all my clients in. Right. So, you know, um, the one good thing is obviously the gym makes, makes its own money, right. Cause it's 24 yeah. seven, you know, um, and that's kind of like, that's just easy peasy in and out. Um, but with the training, I have to be there. You know what I mean? Like I have to be there training that person. So that's an hour of my hour of my time. Um, you know, so the only way that I can fit more people in that one hour is to have other trainers. Um, I do have online training. Um, and that was that that kind of goes in ebbs, ebbs and flows, right? You know, yeah. so it's sometimes it's it's hitting really good and other times it's not. Just before um, you know, talking with you, um, I was I did a a phone call consultation with someone in North Carolina that, you know, is is jumping on my online training. So, you know, um, that's another way like that's that's another way of making you, you know making more money is the online training um and uh, you don't have to you don't have to be there with that person so you could have you know a lot of clients where you don't have to be with that one person so being one on one individual like in person with someone that that takes up just your that takes up your hour so you know as a trainer you got to think outside the box and think you know how 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 else can i make money at that 1 to 2 o'clock hour right have other trainers training at one, one and two and, and, you know, online and all that, you know? Yeah. Nail on the head. It's, 
you, you can't be in seven places at once. Uh, right. And as busy as you are, it's crucial where your team members have to step up. You can only do so much. Um, and obviously the leads coming into the door, the people coming into the door. So, right. you know, um, let, that brought me to my next point. Last couple of things here, you know, leads that are coming into the door right now. Obviously you mentioned, you know, you were working with a guy, COVID hit, um, yada, yada, yada. Now you're doing like social media posts, organic, um, word of mouth, basic stuff, right? right. Um, or all the things, I guess we'll say, uh-huh. you know, in, in essence to really put your trainers in a position where they put themselves in a position as well to step up, you know, how many new potential clients that aren't members yet, but are coming into your door, how many new people are you seeing on like a weekly or monthly basis to be able to kind of fill the books of the trainers? Um, weekly, maybe like right now, this week was a little slow. I don't, or this past week was a little slow. Um, but, um, you know, at least three to five leads each week, you know, that, that kind of come in, um, organically, you know, get a message, you know, from Facebook or, you know, like somebody's texting me or somebody's, you know, coming in the gym and saying, Hey, you know, my sister wants to train with you, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And so we set that, you know, set that consultation up. Um, but yeah, so, um, this week, I have I have a couple of uh, a couple of consultations, you know, set um, another lady got back to me on, you know, messenger this morning um, and um, she wants, you know, obviously she knows I'm I'm, you know, busy. So she, you know, sees all my posts on, on Facebook and, and um, you know, watches all my other train all, all my trainers and what they're doing and stuff. So there's one trainer that she, you know, clicked with. So it's like if I can't have you, you know, I, I, I want her you know, and, you know, this, that, and the other. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's maybe three to five each, each week, um, you know, give or take. And sometimes they just walk in through the door and, you know, just, you know, opt, opt in, you know, so those are always, always a blessing, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The walk-ins is great. Yeah. Right. Let me, let me do this. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, cool. Thank you for sharing that. And by the way, congrats on, you know, the, the new person from, I think it's North Carolina, Uh huge win, especially for online training, because online can be, you know, quote unquote difficult, depending on, you know, the situations, the narratives. Yeah. Uh, so great job there. Uh, cool, Danny. Well, uh, again, I know I said it a few times, but, you know, last two things here, first and foremost, for anybody out there looking to start their own business, you know, going from the ground up or they buy a building or, you know, buy from somebody else. What words of advice would you give somebody that's looking to start in the fitness and wellness industry? Uh, I mean, if it's, if it's your passion, like, you know, my little slogan is it's not just my job, it's my passion. So um, it definitely, there's nothing that, that held me back. There's little stumbling blocks and there's always going to be little stumbling blocks um, whether it's permits or, you know, whatever, but um, it, be authentic to yourself. You know, um, that's one thing that I pride myself in with, with my gym. Uh, you know, we had Planet Fitness a couple of years ago come in and everybody and you know, a lot of the gym people, owners, they were freaking out and like they were lowering their memberships to $10, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my, my membership is 20 bucks, like, and I feel like because, and I'm here, you know what I mean? Like I'm here from like seven to seven at least, you know, and y- you can reach me via, 
you know, Facebook, you know, social media or whatever. And most every one of my members has my cell phone. So the value that you get is way more than the $20. So another thing is I always strive to give more value than what they pay. Um, and, um, you, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to overvalue, but you don't want to, you know, undervalue because people are, people won't accept that and they'll leave and they'll find something else. Right. You know, if they're, if they're paying, you know, 30, 40, you know, bucks for a membership and you're never around, you're never, you know, available, you're never accessible. Well, why not go to Planet Fitness and only pay 10 because they're getting the same kind of, you know, the same kind of respect, so to speak. You right, know what yeah. I mean? Um. You know, so definitely be authentic. So, and, and, and like I said, when, when, when that gym came in and people were dropping, you know, everybody's like, are, well, are you going to, like, you're going to drop from 20? I'm like, nah, I give too much value. Like I'm not dropping a, any lower than 20 because it, it, the value that I give. Um, and I, I stayed, stayed steadfast and, and, and played my game. I always, I always say like when you're watching, you know, you watch a football, right? So if, if my team is a passing team and your team is a running team, and all of a sudden I switch my game to being a running team, I'm going to lose every time. Mm -hmm. Now my running might take a, take a while to like make your, you know, your defense a little tired and, and be able to get, you know, get my guys up the, up the, up the, um, the field. But if you stay true and authentic and steadfast and you play your game and you know what you're doing, you're, you're going to win every time. If you start playing someone else's game, you don't know what they did. You don't know how they got there. So when you start playing someone else's game, you're going to lose. Right. So, you know, I, I keep that, keep that in my mind and, you know, I'm just, I'm authentic and I give value and, you know, and, and I would just say like, that's what you want to, you know, if, if it's your passion, you know, just, just do it, do what you love and chase your passion. Don't chase the money. The money will come if you're, if you're chasing your passion the money will come. So don't sit there and try and chase the almighty dollar and be like, Ooh, if I had 300 members at $50, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, yeah. like what value are you going to be giving for $50 a month for a membership? Right. So, you know, now if you have a pool and all that, that's great. But you know, like for me, I don't have a pool. I don't, you know, so if you came, came here and you were looking to, you know, join a gym with a pool, I, I can't compete with that. So I'll tell you, well, you can go to this gym or that gym or that gym, you know? Um, and another thing that I always, you know, in, in business, I never put down another business, right? So if you and I are, you know, trying to, you know, get some, somebody to join our gym, right? Your gym or my gym, um, you know, and they might ask me, you know, well, how, how is your gym better than their gym or, you know, what state, you know, whatever I would, I would always give points and examples of my gym not putting you down well he doesn't have this well they don't have this well they don't do this well you, you know what i mean like that's a turnoff to me so yeah. anytime i'm doing business with anyone you know if i have somebody that's coming you know two people that's coming here to sell me i don't know a a a like a, a water, a water system, or maybe some piece of gym equipment. Right. And if, if they're talking, you know, great about themselves and be like, you know what, that's great. I've never seen what they did or, you know, whatever, but, or if they just continue to talk about 
their their gym equipment, what they're doing, how how their gym equipment would benefit and better benefit my members and my clients, and not downgrade that other person or that other company. That's even if they're more expensive, that's the one I'm going to go with. So you know, you know what I mean. Like so, you every there's 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 room for everyone. Um, so you don't you you don't have to talk someone else down in order to make you look good because to me that doesn't make you look good so you know authentic passion um you know play your game talk good about your gym don't you know don't don't downgrade anyone else you know because I'm a, I'm a big karma believer too so if you start talking bad about someone that's gonna come back on you and that's 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 not good yeah the universal law of attraction yeah one thing I've definitely been uh, talking about with my colleagues earlier today and just embracing that because what you what you think about is what you're going to attract. So if you're exactly. thinking negative, like this person gets number one every single week or they, they get 50 members every single week, ah, screw them. Okay, what are you saying to the universe right now? Like that's what you're thinking. That's what the universe is going to give you. Right, so. exactly. 100% agree. Yeah, um, cool. Well, thanks so much for that answer, Danny. Last yeah. one, I'll just... How can people reach your facility, Facebook, Instagram, website, handles, share your facility with us? Okay. So um, me personally uh, on like Facebook, it's Danny Knight, D-A-N-I-K-N-I-G-H-T. Um, I, I'm Danny underscore Knight 16 on Instagram. Um, I, I am Danny K. Jim Wellness on Facebook. Uh, it's, I think it's Danny K. Jim Wellness on instagram as well um danny k jim wellness or danny k um let's see what else um i, th- I guess that's i guess that's it instagram search and um uh, i'm on linkedin but I, I'm, I'm not on there too much but i think linkedin i'm i'm just you know danny danny knight um but yeah so my main things is is uh you know facebook and, and instagram got it um appreciate that danny uh well for everybody out there uh Got a amazing, hardcore, but gentle human here who's going to do the right things for you um, with no excuses. And <laughs> yep. I actually have that tattooed on me. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, proof is in the pudding right there. You know, she's going to get you where you need to be. She's got a ton of experience. Go check out our facility. Um, give her some love and, you know, get the best results that you can. Uh, for anybody else out there listening, if you want to be on our show, click on our link below, fill out your info. We'll be in touch. We'll get you to share your perspective on things, what you're doing, your struggles, your opportunities, uh, and we'll have a conversation about it. But until then, know, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on this show is Spencer from CrossFit Donaldson. How are you going? What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Emily? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So before we dive into talking about the business side of things, 
tell us a little bit more about CrossFit Donaldson and what made you want to start your gym in the first place? Uh, CrossFit Donaldson, we are located on the kind of the outskirts of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we are a small gym, about 2,500 square feet in space and size. Um, and we have right now, we currently have about 50 members uh, who are, you know, most of them are regular attendees. Um, we do standard classic CrossFit style training. So mixture of, you know, body weight movements and weightlifting and conditioning stuff um, and, you know, high intensity, uh, constant variance, functional movements. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much pretty straightforward. Obviously, there's a there's a component of like nutrition that goes into that, too. But we're just trying to get people to be healthier and fitter and happier. Yeah. And that really is what got me to open the gym in the first place. It sounds like it sounds cliche, but when I opened the gym, um, that was a kind of a turning point where I kind of could either move from one career into this way or kind of stay where I was at. And I decided that I really wanted to, I've been coaching part-time in another CrossFit gym for about four years and I loved it. And I decided that I not only would love to do that full-time, but I thought that I could really help people. Um, and the area where my wife and I, we live or we have our house, um, there wasn't any CrossFit gym or any CrossFit style gym that was there yet. And so we, we saw an opportunity. Um, I had a friend who came alongside me and was kind of like the, uh, the silent partner and mm -hmm. uh, came along and helped, helped back some of the finances and helps do some of the, some of the, you know, administrative type work and bookkeeping. So he helps out a lot with that, but I do primarily a lot of the, the training, the programming, coaching, um, you know, the interactions with people face-to-face, -face, that's, that's what I like doing. So, um, yeah, I got into it to help people. Um, obviously it's, it's good and necessary to make a living doing it, but that's, that's kind of my ultimate goal is if I can keep the business open and, and, you know, make a living while being able to help as many people as possible and change lives, really, um, see people, you know, I've had members that have lost close to hundred pounds in the last couple of years. And I've seen people go from not having functional movement to being able to like move without pain and things like that. And that's just, that to me is the, is the coolest thing ever. So that's why I do it. That's beautiful, man. So was there in your like personal career, was there a defining moment that led to you like saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all in. It's funny. You should ask that there actually was. Um, so this is kind of a crazy story. I was coaching in my old gym and I had stayed there for a long time with hopes that I was going to get uh, a full-time job there at some point, um, or at least the thought that I was, but they just weren't able to make that happen financially. It just didn't end up working out. Um, and right when I thought it was going to happen, they kind of were like, Hey, it's, it's just not going to happen. And so I told myself like, I've waited long enough. I need to, you know, take action on my own. At the yeah. time, my wife was, when I decided to do this, my wife was four months pregnant with our first kid. And so I obviously had to get, I talked to her. I was like, I need you to be, you know, on board with this. Cause I'm not going to do this if you don't, you know, want to do this. Um, and she was, she was scared. We both were a little scared, but um, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Say that one more time. The, wow. obstacle, the obstacle is the way. It's a Ryan Holiday book. Mm, I've never heard of it. Uh, it's a cool book. Check it out. But uh, I, I happened to get it at, like as from a friend as like a, it was either a Christmas gift or something recently at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was reading through it and it was all about like in life, all the, it was this, these stories of all these different people who had had terrible tragedies or challenges, you know, come to them in their life. But instead of letting that, you know, tear them down and destroy them, they turned those into opportunities. Um, and so I was kind of like high on that, you know, that, that idea that like, okay, I'm not going to let this, you know, potential uh, pitfall or, or speed bump basically slow me down. 
So I decided instead of, you know, instead of being like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and hoping for something to happen. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make something happen. And so my wife and I decided to, to kind of put all of our chips in and open the gym. Um, we opened it about three or four months later, we found a location and kind of, it, it all came together pretty quickly. Um, and so, yes, we, we opened the gym just shortly before my first kid was born. And so that's, that was, that was a crazy time still is. And that was kind of like the, the turning point was like, I remember having that conversation with my wife in our living room. Like we, you know, we want I want to do this, but I need, I need that you're on board with it. Um, and that you really are like, cause it, it, obviously if you're not in it, it's not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. So I remember having that conversation with her and just being like really, you know, psyched to, to take a leap of faith and open the gym and, uh, probably didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I, I thought that I did, but I definitely didn't. But, yeah. uh, but you know, it's, it's really, it was a, it was a cool moment. Hmm. Very, that's a, that is kind of a crazy story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you went into it without necessarily having any experience in entrepreneurship. So you literally went from like coaching at somebody else's gym to running your own business, very quick turnaround about 90 days. Um, did you, so did you start, have to start from like zero clients? Uh, basically, um, I knew a couple people and my co-owner knew a couple people that came and were interested in finding a place. So we did start with, I think, three clients on day one, um, just because we had some friends that were, you know, happened to be looking for a new place to work out. Mm-hmm. And so that worked out well. But yeah, for the first few months, it was definitely, it was probably five people tops, you know, like one or two people training at a time. It was basically, you know, a personal training kind of environment. Um, hindsight 2020, I should have just you know, done that out of a garage or something and train people one-on-one for six months or a year and then opened up a, lo- a location, mm-hmm. uh, same on overhead. And, you know, these are the things you learn without knowing. Yeah. Uh, but somehow we made it, we made it, you know, through and uh, we did work with some people early on uh, to help us with some initial advertising. So we got a few more people in the door just through some ads and some marketing. Okay. Uh, and that helped us kind of slowly start to grow. Um, yeah. And over time, it was just, one or two people at a time growing over the course of a few years. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, so looking back to like when you first began, obviously you said you would kind of start like the, the garage, garage route and work from there. But if you had to get from where you are, where you were then to where you are now quicker, what would you have done differently? Uh, well, like I said, number one, I definitely would have tried to have less overhead in the beginning. Um, okay. Instead of just coming out of the gate, trying to like, I had the like, if you build it, they will come mentality, uh, you know, which is not true. Um, I would have started out either in like a, a smaller space, renting out like a small, you know, 500 square foot space or even 300 square foot space where okay. I can train one or two people at a time. Mm-hmm. I would have had much less, you know, equipment. Um, you know, I was already doing pretty much everything myself anyway. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't outsource any, anything where I had to pay for a lot, but mm-hmm. I would have started off as, as, you know, grassroots and like on the ground as I could have just to save on overhead and save on expenses. Yeah. So that's number, that's number one, um, to get to here quicker. Um, I definitely would have knowing some things that I would have been smarter about how I go about, you know, marketing the business. Um, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't necessarily mean just advertisements, although we, we've definitely used some of that and I've, we've hit some pitfalls there along the way too but you know just in terms of like encouraging people to you know who who love it the the clients that we have do love it and are loyal 
to really, you know, give them incentive to bring their friends in, uh, give them incentive to tell people and, and like find ways to incentivize that kind of uh, uh, word of mouth uh, type marketing. Okay. So you guys did a little bit of paid ads, also word of mouth. Um, what other avenues of marketing worked for you guys? We've done community events. So we've done like, uh, we had a booth at the farmer's market last year. We've gotten a few people from that. We've done, uh, you know, like local things. Like I, I just last week I was at, I went to an elementary school and did a career day with some first and second graders. And that's not necessarily going to get any people from that, but you know, it gets your name out in the community more. And the more you do things like that, the more people just know that you, you know, they're aware of you and there's that, that brand awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've done some of that kind of stuff. Um, uh, trying to think what other examples of, but yeah, just community events and community things like that. We've done, you know, sent out flyers and things like that. But I would say the, the biggest, you know, for, for our small business, the biggest impact we've seen is people, you know, word of mouth. Um, and so a few times a year we do, uh, we do a week where we invite people to bring their friends to the gym. Uh, we have a referral offer that we offer. If you like, if you come in and you're, and you're, uh, you say that this person referred you to the gym, you and the person who referred you both get a discount off the next, you know, the next billing cycle. So we do, we do referral things like that. That's been our biggest uh, thing. Not, not necessarily because it gets the most people, but I, I find that people who come from word of mouth tend to um, be the ones that stick around longer. So they, gotcha. they're more loyal and they, they see the benefit of it long-term. Um, and that's not just people who are already members here, but sometimes people just like, Hey, I heard, you know, I read your Google reviews and your Google reviews look great. Everyone says you're five stars. And so that kind of stuff has been really helpful too. So anybody that's a member of our gym, uh, you know, I always encourage them like, Hey, if you haven't written a Google review, if you haven't told a friend, you know, get the word out, the more people hear the the better the experience for everyone. And that tends to, tends to help long-term. Yeah. So with that being said, so, okay. Obviously like when you get people in the door, you have to close them and, and sell them a membership. So were you confident in your sales ability going into it? Or is that something that you had to work on over the course of time? Oh, that's definitely something I've had to work on. Um, when we first opened, I was not confident. I was, I've never considered myself a salesperson. My dad was an insurance salesman growing up and I've always felt like he was good at it. And I've never been, like, never felt like I've been good at it. Um, that's definitely taken practice. It's a skill that I've worked on. Um, part of it's just, being confident in what you're selling. Um, even though I've always believed in, you know, what I'm doing, it's always been kind of, you know, I've always felt hesitant to sell it to somebody else. Um, so the, the more I do it, the more I see the positive results that people get from it, the more confident mm -hmm. I get in selling it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you'll, people always have excuses when you try to, when you try to close them, they'll always have, well, this, you know, whether it's financial or scheduling or, or it's, uh, you know, I have this injury, so I can't do this or whatever the thing is. And which, you know, there's, there's always answers to that. But uh, in the beginning, I would have very much just been like, Oh, I totally get it. You know, that's fine. Have a nice day. But now I understand like, <laughs> okay, these people need, like, if you're overweight or you're out of shape or you're, you know, you need to improve your health or you need to, you need to get back to restoring your functional range of motion or whatever it is, you need to get stronger. Um, or you just need something that's like a community of people that are going to come alongside you. All these things are things that our gym offers that are beneficial. And when I see new people walk in the door, I'm like, they need this, you know, they, they, they don't know it yet, but they're going to want this in their lives. And so uh, obviously I'm not a pushy person, but now I'm much more confident in being able to sell them on what I believe that's going to be good for them in the long run. Um, and there, you know, we offer incentives now when you, 
you know, when you sign up, things like that, we offer incentivized uh, membership options and things like that, that, that give people some, some different options for how they might join. Uh, and we've streamlined that process a lot, but yeah, my sales, uh, my sales skill has definitely improved. That was something I did not do well at all when I first opened it. And I'm, I'm being completely honest, I'm still improving it. I'm still trying to, you know, make that better. Yeah. I mean, was there any particular aspect of the sales process that you worked on that started to help you get better? Um, the clothes, for sure. So like the actual, here are the membership options. Here's what it costs. Here's what, you know, I need from you. Let's, let's make a decision. Um, I'm, my natural inclination is always to be like, you know, here's the information. Now go and, and think for a little while. But I, you know, the longer I do it, the more I realize if I can get them to, you know, at least not necessarily commit for a long time, but at least kind of open their mind to the idea that this is this is what they want mm-hmm. and can kind of try to try to close them in that moment, you know, tends to be a lot more successful. So I think the close is something that was specifically difficult for me at first that I've gotten, that I've improved. Um uh, you know, one, one of the things that I've learned about, uh, selling too, especially recently is that selling isn't about like putting something in someone's face and saying, here's what you want. Here's what you need, but asking questions. So, you know, uh, I used to have like a, a set list of questions that I would ask people that, you know, I, I got from someone that was like, here's the things you want to ask them to kind of lead them to what you, you know, where you're at. And that was definitely helpful in the beginning. It was, it was a template. But the longer I do it, the more now I'm, I'm able just to kind of flow with the conversation. But I, I ask a lot more questions like, what's your history with, with a, you know, physical activity? What are you looking for in a gym? What are some of your goals? What, you know, and I just ask, the more questions I ask, the more I get to know the person and get to know what their motivations and their, their, their whether it's insecurities or anything like that might be. And the more I know, the more I can understand where they're coming from and be able to explain to them why, you know, I think this is the... I think it's going to be beneficial for them. Yeah, very well said. Thank you. I appreciate that explanation, especially the one about, you know, asking more questions and listening. Um, so you do sales. What are your other responsibilities like as the owner of your gym? Uh, well, I'm the owner and primary operator. So like I said, programming. So whatever actual training sessions or workouts or exercises we're doing that day is ultimately up to me. Um, I used to do all that completely from scratch myself. I have since outsourced that just to save on time because, you know, it's just, it's just so much to, uh, on my plate right now. So I've outsourced that to a, a different uh, program, but even still, when I get the, the training or the workouts, you know, for the week, I still have to go through them and modify them and, you know, make lesson plans for the, you know, for the classes each day and things like that. So programming all, everything involves, you know, has to go through me ultimately. Um, anything having to do primarily having to do with sales right now is still primarily me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coaching, the, all the training, things like that. Um, I seriously, I say most of the training, um, I'm in charge of that. And then my co-owner who is, uh, also a part-time coach, but he does, you know, bookkeeping, uh, website management, social media posts. Um, he handles primarily handles our apparel orders. Um, so if we've done like t-shirts or hoodies or things like that, you know, with our logo on or stuff like that, our members buy those. So we've got a, it's, it's a pretty good, like delineation of, of, roles that we have but pretty much everything that's day-to-day um that's actually running the gym you know speaking to people interacting with people the actual training is is on me yeah so how do you you keep everything organized oh geez um 
in the beginning, I just kept a lot of things in my head, which is bad because <laughs> I would routinely find myself missing things. So I keep a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, organized calendar. Now that's number one. Uh, as soon as I schedule something, as soon as someone calls me or emails me or anything like that, I, it immediately goes into the calendar because otherwise it's going to get dropped. Um, so that's number one. Um, I do kind of, uh, create boundaries for myself that way too, because I have kids and I have a wife. And even though this is a big part of my life and I'm here probably 70, 80 hours a week, um, I do have some dedicated time where I'm not here, you know, and I'm mentally, physically not here. So that was, that was a good piece of advice I'd gotten from multiple people, multiple like mentors along the way. It was like, you got to have boundaries. Um, you know, you can't, you can't be taking phone calls from people at 10 PM. You can't be, you know, answering texts, you know, in, in the middle of, you know, if I'm going to church on Sunday, I can't be answering texts in the middle of my church or, you know, things like that. They, you know, they understand and they have boundaries that you should too. So that was a big part of it. But yeah, calendars, calendars, a big one. Um, luckily we use, uh, we use tracking software at the gym, uh, like workout tracking software. So we have uh, Zen Planner is what we use for the back end. Um, and that is also uh, Zen Planner a couple of years ago, bought out SugarWide, which is a front end uh, workout tracking software that my members can use to track all their workouts and their PRs and their, you know, all this and like interact with each other on their little app. So that's cool. So we use those things and that helps us keep track of the, the workouts, the programming, and everything like that. Um, and then, you know, email and just typical, I write everything down. I, like I said, I used to keep everything in my brain, but now if I don't write it down, it's definitely going to go one ear, one in one ear and out the other. So I keep, I keep, you know, a bunch of different save notes on my um, desktop here at the, at the gym where I just organized. And like I said, the more I've learned is if I don't write it down, as soon as I hear it, it goes, it goes away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I definitely resonate with that one. Yeah. So, so if, I mean, if you've if you got any like new gym owners that are listening or anything like that, being organized is a huge deal and writing everything down in some form or fashion will definitely help. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about where you want to take CrossFit Donaldson. Um, I know we were talking a little bit about some of the goals that you have by the end of the year. Um, so what do, you, what do you want the gym to look like by the end of the year and then maybe two years from now? Oh, yeah. Good question. Um, well, I don't know if you can remember if we talked about this on the podcast or before, but we talked about we opened up in 2019, towards the end of 2019, um, basically six months before, you know, COVID and the pandemic and the shutdowns. And so it's definitely been growth. It's been a struggle for the past few years. Um and I think that we're coming out of it, you know, the longer, the further we get from that point, the, the more we come out of it, the easier growth becomes. Um, but we had, we had a real good run uh, at the end of 2021 into like the first half of 2022. Uh, we had a bit of a slim, slim time in the back half of last year. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking to bounce back from that and uh, like, you know, work with some 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 goals that some coaches and mentors have set for me which is to double the uh double the size of the gym basically by the end of this calendar year um because we're small uh like i said 2500 square feet 50 members so if we can go to get up to like 80 90 100 people and and you know maybe hopefully move into a larger facility you know with some with some amenities that we don't currently have that would be that would be awesome um and along with that comes growing the staff more too so hiring another coach or two throughout the year maybe offering a child care program because right now we uh we we're getting more and more members that have kids like not only my wife but we have at least 
three other people, other members here that have small children. And even though it's not a requirement, it would be very helpful to have a childcare program, at least for one class a day where people could come and like have like a, you know, dedicated area where somebody's watching their kids for an hour while they work out. That would be definitely something I would love to have. Uh, yeah, those are probably like my biggest ones, slightly larger facility that will also accommodate like a childcare area. And with that, you know, grow the staff and grow the membership base. Yeah, good stuff, man. So it's about time for us to wrap things up on this podcast. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, they can find the gym, uh, CrossFit Donaldson on Instagram. It's just at CrossFit Donaldson. Um, our Facebook page is the same thing. It's just CrossFit Donaldson. It's D-O-N-E-L-S-O-N. Um, we're located, like I said, on the outskirts of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, we just follow us, check us out. Um, if you're in the area and you want to check us out, feel free to go to our website, CrossFitDonaldson.com. You can schedule a free consultation where you come in and chit chat with me, um, and potentially even do a free drop-in class to kind of see, you know, how the class is running if you like it. So it'd be great to, uh, to see, see new faces. All right, Spencer. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show. Definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lawrence Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest on the show today, is Mr. Mike Good of Good Training by Mike. Coming to you from Manchester, New Hampshire. What's going on, Mike? How are you? What's up, man? I know, original name, right? <laughs> it seems like it flows quite well. So, uh, obviously, our conversation is going to be geared around the business and, and seeing what kind of knowledge we can pull from your brain over your years as a business owner. But for some context, before we get to that, tell us a little bit about good training. When people ask you what it is that this business does, how do you describe this whole thing? Yeah, it's just, um, it's basically a one-to-one -one personal training studio. I really, really thrive on the, just the one-to-one -one private aspect, you know, no groups, at the most, you'll see one other trainer with a client, but for the most part, it's just the client and the trainer. I mainly have my trainers work at different times. 
so that it's really just that one-to-one. -one. So it's it's for people that really, they they hate big box gyms and they don't like group fitness classes and they really, they feel like they get the most from that one-to-one -one attention. Got it. Okay, so focused on the individualized nature, really trying to service the one client that we have at that time Take us back because the, the history and the, the background of all of this is important for our conversation in general. And so tell us a little bit about when this whole thing got started. What made you so crazy as to open up a, a business within the fitness industry of your own? And how did we get here? So, uh, God, when I was call it 18, 19 years old, I worked at Gold's Gym in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. It was the only gym in town. So I'm I'm going way back. I'm kind of you know dating myself a little bit, but um, so I, I was I was one of the only personal trainers in town at one of the only gyms in town, and um, I did that for four or five years, and decided. I mean, anybody that is a personal trainer at a big box gym knows you work very long hours. The grind, yeah. <laughs> you don't make a lot of money. You know, I was probably working five in the morning till eight or nine at night, making $40,000 a year. So, I mean, back then you could live off that. I mean, you can't now, but, um, and then I decided to uh, try to make money. So I'm also a mortgage broker. So I got into the, you know, the real estate game, the financial end of it. And, um, you know, I had a good few years, um, 04, 05, 06, 07, right before the, uh, the crash remember the crash of yeah, 0708 yeah. 08 yep you know i made you know you know quite a bit of money and and the job was relatively easy um but i missed you know i still had clients you know because i love you know i love being a personal trainer it's kind of what i've always done um so i had like clients that i would take uh like at their house or at their gym or at a planet fitness um just because i wanted to keep my foot in the door mm -hmm. um and then in 07, 08, when the, the market crashed, you know, I went from, you know, making, you know, $200,000 a year to zero. To nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely zero. And, uh, you know, I lost, I lost everything. And uh, I just kind of, you know, you know, thought about what was important. And um, I decided I didn't care about how much money I made. I just wanted to do what I loved. So I bought an old SUV and packed it full of equipment. And uh, started uh, in-home personal training. Ah, okay. So, yeah. so I so mean, back, a little back bit then, different of a of an iteration than what it looks like now. Yeah, least, I right? just I I mainly didn't want a boss. I didn't want to work for a big box gym anymore. I really didn't have any money. I had nothing. So uh, <laughs> I I I don't even know how I started. I think Craigslist. I don't even know if that's <laughs> even. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remember Craigslist. Yeah, I, I put some ads on Craigslist and I got a, a couple clients. And then from there, probably six months to a year down the road, I was booked. You know, I had 40 plus okay. clients. I was doing hour sessions. I was driving. Yeah, so we were all, working too. Yeah, that's a lot of time. I was time. driving that's all over New Hampshire. It was, uh, got it. It, it, was, it was a lot of work, but it was, you know, I was working for myself. That's the first time I've ever worked for myself. And yeah, I mean, you know, that's. That's worth a lot of money. That's yep. yeah, yeah. It's uh, the freedom in that. The and freedom. I find so often when I tell or when I ask people, 
what it was that drove them to open up a business like this. It's there's some common themes. It's I had a shitty boss. I didn't believe in what we were doing at the gym that I was at. I thought that I could do it better on my own. And fitness is awesome because you can start a business with not much, a cup right. of coffee, a pot of coffee, and a yeah, here's I'm, here's what I'm going to do kind of attitude. And I mean, clearly it worked for you. We were able to build up a book of business. When yeah. was it that you decided to open up a physical location? Yeah. So like you said, I started with a BOSU ball and some dumbbells. And yeah. then... Um, <laughs> And I, I still kept my mortgage job. So when, you know, the real estate market came back a little bit, um, I would, you know, write some loans to get some money, mainly to funnel into the business and make my business grow. Um, and then uh, I lived at an apartment complex that had a gym. You know, a lot of apartment complexes have a gym there. And I was like, I didn't know if I could do that or not, but I started taking clients at my place. And uh, it's kind of funny. I got a phone call from the people who work there and they're like, Hey, do you train people um, at our gym? And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, good. while it lasted, you know? And they're like, Hey, listen, uh, we think that's great. And um, the, you know, upper management asked us to um, get new equipment for the gym and we don't need, know what to get. So can you come in and tell us what to get? And I was like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course. So, I mean, they didn't care. I mean, if, if I didn't end up having a girlfriend that wanted to get a place together, I would have stayed there. I mean, it was, yeah. no overhead. you know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it was kind of, that could have gone much different direction based know, on right? how they felt about it too. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm still shocked when I tell the story. Yeah. That's the um, first time I've ever heard that. Usually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Things don't it, go that way. I remember when I left, they're like, why would you ever leave here? And I'm like, I am stupid, obviously. <laughs> but it, I mean, it was, it was good. I guess it was time to, you know, see, see if I could expand, expand. Plus the plan, my plan was to have multiple businesses at this point, but it, it didn't really go that way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so, so I opened that, up uh, my, yeah, my girlfriend wanted to get a place. I had to move out of there. So I decided to, one of my clients was a uh, commercial real estate guy. So he mm -hmm. had, he's kind of like the Donald Trump of this area. Yeah. That and, helps. Uh, I'm a good yeah. guy to know. Yeah, exactly. So he uh, he hooked me up with the spot I'm still in today, and uh, and went from there. I had you know, I had enough clients where I filled up two employees immediately. So yeah. I mean they they both had you know twenty plus clients to start. Good. Yeah, yeah. Which is in PT is is full. So know, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Plenty of success early on. How was that all from? the Craigslist style ads or, or how were you finding um, these people? Word of mouth after, after that, it was just, my main goal is to provide, you know, the best service. And I, I never even you know thought I was the best personal trainer in the world until I met other personal trainers and I saw other personal trainers. And then I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this job. Mainly, mainly because I, I care. You know what I mean? I actually care about what I'm doing. And I, I feel like a lot of trainers are, aren't in it for that. Maybe they're in it for other reasons. I don't know. But um, I really I really cared about why the client was coming to me and their individual needs. And I really, really just paid attention. And um, I just gave, you know, the best service I could to, to each person. I, I still do today. Um, I think that's what set me 
apart from a lot of other personal trainers. So it's just the, the personal of side of personal training gets lost in our industry it a does. lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. And so word of mouth speaks to the the quality of the service or the results that people were getting. I mean, if they weren't getting a good experience, they're definitely not going to tell their friends to come and sign up. So something is going right here. Along the way, after you were in your location, did you put any kind of money into marketing or advertising or it's just been organic? Yeah. Um, along the way, I, you know, uh, Bedros Koulian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fit Body Bootcamp and, yeah, and Fit Body Masterminds Bootcamp. and stuff. Yeah. I think the goal was to open up a, a bunch of his location, his Fit Body Bootcamps in the Northeast. Um, I went to California. I met with him. Um, he was like my personal business coach for a while. Um, and then that's when I, I started having boot camps and uh, just, I didn't like it. Um, I really, really didn't like anything about it. I, I noticed um, there wasn't a lot of uh, client retention with boot camps. It was, um, you know, they stay a month or two, see little to no results um and then be gone so the whole business seemed to be marketing and advertising and i learned early on that um that's you know that's not not me that's not what i want to do I actually just i love the job like, right i love personal and training. that's not uncommon in this yeah. space it's it's actually rare that i talk to somebody who opens up a gym and dreams of sitting behind a laptop running Facebook ads all day. You right. know, it's I just, mean, it's not see, something that comes I up. I see all often. these, I see all these online trainers that are like, stop trading time for money and you need to, and I'm like, the last thing, I got to do something with my time and there's nothing I'd rather <laughs> do than meet with my clients and see how they're doing and making sure they're still making yeah. progress and they're doing well and they're happy with their service. There's literally nothing I'd rather be doing. Um, this is a weird time in our industry because I really think is. that there's more business coaches than personal trainers at this yeah. point. It's flooded. That and it's ironic flooded. coming from us, but it's just the perspective and the ads that I get on Instagram all day long. But yeah, I get, you know, 15 to 20 a day, like, uh, a, like emails, like somebody wanted to market. And yeah. I even tried, um, I tried being just a business owner instead of a personal trainer. And uh, I had probably seven or eight employees on the floor. Um, there'd be there'd be five people in here at a time, and um, I hated it. I was stressed out all the time. I didn't yeah, sleep man. much. I I missed training. I wanted to go out on the floor and be like, "Why are you doing this with Mrs. Jones? That makes no sense." Yeah. Um, which you know you don't do, but I wanted to. Um, and I, I realized fairly quickly, call it six months to a year, that. I like being a personal trainer and um, just sitting back and being the business owner wasn't, wasn't going to work for me. Yeah. Here's my take on it. It's, it's funny because there's a, there's a story about a, a Mexican <clears throat> fisherman and he's so good at catching fish and he sits by the beach all day and is just catching these fish and somebody, a businessman walks by and he says, you're so good at this. You should get your own boat and hire other people to start catching fish for you. He said, okay, great. What, then what do I do? He said, well, then you could get multiple boats and have all of these people fishing for you and you could make all of this money. He said, okay, great. Then what do I do with the money? He said, well, as soon as you make enough, you could go back to fishing all day and do what you want to do. I'm doing it already. And he said, I'm already there. Great. And yeah. I, think, I think our industry in general has this sort of 
ego challenge where we always want to keep up with the Joneses and do what that guy's doing and do what that guy is doing. But entrepreneurship is a game where you get to make the rules, right? You've done a bunch of different iterations of good training as it is. It shouldn't come from a business coach or somebody else's perspective of this is how you should run your business. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. There's just, at the end of the day, you're the one that has to be the, the overseer and the guardian of all of this. Anyway, uh, take me to the next step in the process. We got we get leads from mostly referrals, whoever, wherever the lead comes from. Walk me through how somebody actually goes about signing up. What are the steps along the way for somebody to become a new client? So a lot of times they're, they'll just check out my website or send me an email or send me a text message because they got my number and name from a friend and um, they'll ask to set up an appointment. I usually just try to get them in the door. So, I mean, I'll give them up to three personal training sessions for free. Um, the idea is I want them to be comfortable, you know, um, before they, before they decide to spend any money. So I'll just get them in here. I'll, you know, kind of sit down with them, go over um, what they're looking to do, their goals, um, reason why they're thinking about hiring a personal trainer. And, um, you know, you know, kind of take it from there. You know, it's all very individualized. So depending on what they want. Does that conversation do. come first or the training sessions come first? Yeah, the conversation first. So first, I see. Like, you know, you call it an assessment, you know, weigh them in, do a body fat test. Um, I got you. Okay. You know, kind of go over, you know, what they're, you know, what they're looking to see, what they're hoping to get from a personal trainer. And then I'll tell them if I think I, it's a good fit or not. And then I'll, um, I'll tell them, you know, try out a couple of sessions this week and see if you like it. And then if you do, usually after the first session, they give me their credit card and go from there. And then we're a client. Okay. <clears throat> and so we, we want people to come in, get an idea of what they're looking for, and how we can help them first and foremost. A couple of free sessions, depending on where they're at, to, to quote unquote test drive the product. Yeah. And then after that, we have a pretty good idea whether or not this is going to be a, a symbiotic relationship and beneficial both ways. So then we can create a long-term situation from there. Now, let me ask you this, because I talk to personal training studios quite a bit, and there's I don't think there's one size fits all answer to this, but are you selling packages of X amount of sessions? Are you selling X amount per month? Tell us a little bit about what the, the actual product yeah, so, is. So I try to do um, kind of working with Bedros Koulian. He kind of, a couple of things I took away from him was I switched from hour sessions to 30 minute sessions, which was huge. Um, and then I went from packages to monthly programs. So it's like monthly EFT, just like a gym. Or I think most most places do the same thing now. Um, so I, I, for the most part, it's you know three times a week for five hundred bucks a month, five five times a week for seven hundred. So okay, so it's between simple, five and, simple menu to choose yeah. from. Yeah, it's pretty much those two. Uh, you know the people who travel and they can't make it sometimes, and then they have to make up appointments. I'll still sell them a ten pack of training that they can use anytime, and that's you know five hundred bucks. Got it. Okay. Good. Okay. So beyond that, I mean, you, you mentioned early on the reason that we didn't want to go the boot camp route was because of the churn and the turnover. What do you focus on 
within the personal training model to make sure that clients stay clients as long as possible. I, I think you just build that, you know, that connection with them, that individual connection. They don't, I mean, you're seeing them three to five times a week. You, you see them more than most people in their life, you know? Um, so you, you build that relationship with them. They, most of my clients stay, I would say the average is probably three years. I've had some for 15. So um, before COVID, I had 20, 25 of the same clients for five years. It makes the marketing have, easy when we don't have yeah, holes in I didn't the bucket have to, I didn't people have to walking do any, out the back door. It's, it's kind of um, lately since COVID, uh, you know, I'm trying to, I'm getting back into the whole, you know, I got to get more people in the door, which, you know, which yeah. sucks. But, Everybody does. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, I've been hearing the same thing, everyone I talk to. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so zoom out on all of this. You mentioned the the short-term goal, at least, is to get some new clients in. But what's in your vision here? We, we've changed the structure of good training a couple of times. What do you what do you see as as the future of good training in your mind? So pretty much, I mean, I like it the way it is right now. I, you know, I, I set my, I have two kids. So I set my hours for on their schedule. So I, I can have as much time as possible with them. So I work from 5.30 a.m. to one o'clock or noon. And then I have the rest of the day to, to have my kids, you know, pick them up from school. I just find that more important than pretty much anything in my life right now they're young so eight and four so i just i make sure i want to so my main goal right now is to be in their life and um i'm lucky enough to own my own business set my own hours and uh, i'm able to do that so short term just you know keep it the same um you know as as, as long as i'm busy from 5 30 to 1 you know i have 25 clients 30 clients that's i'm good financially yes. that's well, that's funny. And yeah. uh, if I, if I have two, you know, a male and female um, uh, employee, you know, that are, that are busy, you know, I, I have a, a male employee that went from, you know, 20 clients to two. So, you know, it's, that's where we're struggling a little bit. Um, and then I have a female, a female employee that has two or three clients. So the idea is to get them full and keep them full. And yeah. uh you know, therein lies the true challenge. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough to find people that care about the product as much as you. That's right. that's really the, the situation at the end of the day. And I think, I mean, I find that we it's important, and you you brought this point up. It's important that we know why we start a business. You mentioned I love training and I love being around my clients, but I do this so that I can spend time with my young kids, right? I set this up in a way that is conducive to that. Is there a million and one ways that you could flood this place with clients and hire a bunch of employees and change them up? Yeah, you could. But that sounds like a whole lot of work and headache at the end of the day, whereas right. we have a pretty good thing going, you know? Right. I think, oh God. I think, I mean, there's, it sounds like you've been down that route before and now I've, I've hired a few like uh you know internet kids that you know said hey i'm gonna give you 10 leads a day give me five thousand dollars i'm sure you get emails daily with yeah that. daily yeah exactly so 
I, I've tried it once or twice and uh, off the top of my head, one story, I had a kid. I was like, listen, kid, I'm going to give you $1,000. You get, get me 10 leads a day. I'm happy to give you $5,000 a month. Like go, like do that. Do what you said yeah. you're going to do and you'll get as much money as you want. And he's like, okay, I'll take, he's like, I'll take the thousand dollars. <laughs> so he, he took the thousand dollars and sure as shit, I got 10 leads a day of the biggest waste of my time in my absolute <laughs> life. People wanted was, nothing to do with PT. Literally People didn't even most, live near you. Yeah. It was terrible. It was, I, I even had some people come in here and they're like, what do I, like, it's like they were off the street. What do I get? What do I get for free? What is this place? I'm like, how? And like, it's like they knew, I, it was just terrible. It was, I, out of, I don't know, maybe I got 200 leads. Not one person even came close to signing up. Yeah. Whereas I do it my way. I get three leads, three leads a month and they all sign up. It's 90, 99% of the time, if they contact me, they, they sign up. Yeah. So, and you don't have, and I didn't waste 20 consults that we ended up in yeah, nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is somewhat of the nature of our industry. I think there's pros and cons. I think, are there people that do a decent job marketing? Sure. Sure. The same okay. way as are there people that do a decent job of personal training? Yeah, yeah of course. But that. are there bad examples too? Yep. Yeah. yeah. No shortage. No shortage of both. Anyway, that's a that's a pretty good place for us to start to wrap our conversation up, Mike. But I want to spend a minute or two for you to tell people where they can learn more about good training. Is there a website? Is there social media? How can people connect with you? Yeah, it's uh, goodtrainingnh.com straightforward and simple enough goodtrainingnh.com reach out and say hello to mr mike here mike this has been awesome man i really appreciate thanks man I appreciate anybody it. willing to to share their perspective on their own business and the industry and, and how we can all do a bit better here moving forward so i appreciate it unfortunately we're out of time but i wish you nothing but the best here moving forwards thanks man you too absolutely to everyone who tuned in thank you as well don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.